Good morning and welcome to the KLE podcast. This is Kingdom Leadership Equipping, equipping you with a kingdom mindset to fulfill all your potential and be the leader that you are called to be. Hey, this is Sean Smith and we are on for an interview with a young lady called Sarah. Uh, Sarah met last year. Um, just after we arrived, I think, and it was about a day or so before she was leaving to go to Africa uh, in a place called Uganda. For those of you that don't know Africa, the continent of Africa is a huge continent. Um, we are originally from a place called South Africa, uh, Cape Town, South Africa, which is right on the bottom of the continent. And Sarah is sort of halfway, located halfway. Um, we met up with her uh, about a week or so ago at a, a friend's house. And uh, she was uh, she's just back for a few weeks for a couple of weddings. And um, we caught up with her. And it was such an in interesting conversation. I love to highlight what people are doing um, that nobody knows about. And Sarah's out there without any support just decided to lay down her life and go and make a difference in some people's lives. And Africa is very dear to my heart, the people of Africa, the orphans, the destitute children, um, very dear to my heart. I try and go uh, to Africa often to, to encourage leadership and uh, work, with, uh, work with leaders there, mentoring and training, teaching, equipping. And so hearing from, from Sarah was, uh, was really a delight to my heart and, and just what she's doing, how she's doing it, and with what heart she's doing it. So I immediately took out my mobile and uh, basically said, uh, asked if we could record her interview right there and, um, and so we could play it back. Uh, this um, tomorrow, um, uh, this morning, and uh, so so uh, we basically that's what we did. And uh, I'd love you to hear her heart, Sarah, Sarah Stoltzfus, and uh, and uh, we've stayed in communication and just hear her heart, hear what she's saying. Um, it's just and we, um, you know take some time to just to listen to to somebody that just took initiative to do something and make a difference. We are called to make a difference, not to make an income, but to make a difference. And so be encouraged, be inspired with this. And uh, here is our, my um, interview with Sarah and myself. So, Sarah, you um, have just come back on a, on a short visit from Uganda. And um, whereabouts are you in Uganda? So the the organization is in a village, which Kambacho village, which is right outside Masaka town. Okay. It's where it's like way up in the village. Okay. And and what what are you guys? What are you involved there? What are you doing? It's a children's home. Children's home. Okay. And is that under some kind of organization? It's love and care for all Uganda. Is who okay. I'm under. Okay. And Dan Fatuma um, O'Quinn run the home. Okay. And so, what? Do, I mean, where do the children come from? So most of the children come from like probation officers. Okay. Where they would call Mama and said, "Hey, the children. There's some children like Mama has a rule that she would never say no to a child. Okay. So there's different women that come." that we encourage them 
and saying, hey, you get a job, you provide for your family, you make it work. Right. But if the probation officer gets them, then we bring them to the home and counsel them. And a lot of them are on drugs or alcohol by 14 years old, they're addicted wow. to this stuff. Wow. So we go on a fasting period where we try to break them off of that. Right. And most of them get off of it. And then... So they're just coming from, from bad family backgrounds? Is that what so it is? So some of them are Muslim. Okay. So like the parents have lots of wives, have lots of children okay. who end up on the street and okay. no one cares for them. Okay. Like a lot of the babies, they come from like abusive homes. Okay. Or the parents just drop them off the street and leave them wow. and walk away. So how many yeah. you, you how many kids you were saying you've got how many kids a hundred a hundred is that just on, on where you are on the mountain mm -hmm. and and your brother's also over there does he also have a bunch of kids that he's looking after or is he a staffer no. of that so he's assistant director okay. for love and care okay okay but the two children that he's adopting came yes. from love and care okay oh right okay so that, oh. okay so and you're actually in the compound. Um, up in the mountain. Yeah, so I have a room off to the side for me and my twins. Okay. And then the rest is where the children and the aunties live right in. Because okay. we all live right in with the children. Right. And how many so, volunteers did you say are there with 100 children? There's five as of now. Five looking after 100 kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word. And these so, range in ages from what to what? So the, my youngest are the twins who are 10 months. 10 months. And they go up to 18. So you've got no kids of your own? No, not and you, as now. And, you, <laughs> and you're looking after t twins of 10 months old? Yeah, I oh got them when they were five months. Five months? Oh yeah, my. so I had to learn Sarah, to my hat off by to myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Eh? So, <laughs> wow. So, so and, and, and love and care now, um, you were telling us how that got started? How, how did love and care actually get started? So, Mama Fatuma, everyone calls her Mama, she was a street child herself. Right. She comes from a Muslim background. Yes. So, she came from, like, abusive home. Right. And so, she became a Christian off the ministry on the street. Yes. So, she started, she had a child of her own, trying to raise this child and still try, make a living for herself. Yes. And God laid it on her heart to start ministering to start street children. So she started ministering to street children, and then guy laid the heart, you need to start at home. So mama got all those children that she was connecting to, started at home. The numbers might be off. I'm not 100% sure. with the numbers. Sure. But I'm thinking around 50 children who she started off with. Yes. Living in a very, it says a huge compound, but it's not very big. Uh, maybe 20 kids per per room. Four kids per bed. Yes. That's how she started out. Wow. And now we're living up on a mountain where, with a hundred children and with five aunties. and I mean, one uncle, the rest are aunties. And then so mama started at home with like probably $100 US, hmm. which is like 300,000 shillings in Uganda. And said, I'm going to start this building. She had, she had already bought the land. Just didn't have the money to start the building process. So she's like, okay, I have this much money. I'm going to start. And the money just came. And now we are living much better than what we were before. Because now our goal is for each kid to have their own bed. Each kid to have their own locker. Each kid to know every... Because right now, 
they share everything. Clothes, shoes, everything they share. They have nothing of their own. So we want to teach them responsibility of saying, this is your stuff, you're responsible for this stuff, and that keep track of it. Because we want the kid to know this is mine. We want the kid to have something of their own which they right. never had before. Right. They don't even know what that is. Exactly. And to teach them that is like mind-blowing. Yes. And since we moved up to the mountain, we're also teaching them how to clean properly. Because we're getting toilets in and showers and warm water <coughs> and a hot water yes. heater. So we want to teach them proper cleaning procedures right. of how, yes? So you're saying like right now you don't have hot water yet? No, I bathe in the outer basin. Okay. I have and, no shower in the mountain. And like on the mountain, like, so you're saying you're, you're getting toilets so you don't have toilets now and... So, like for what's, month what's, what's the current situation? <laughs> I'm curious. So, like, month and a half, okay, so the whole time I was in Messiah, I'm like, Mama, I need a toilet. That's the only thing I asked for on the mountain. Because a month and a half, I, lived, I peed in a hole. Literally a hole. And there was, like, flies everywhere. It was dirty. I'm like, Mama, I really want a toilet. Please get me a toilet. It's <laughs> the only thing I asked for. So, and then we had American nurse move down beginning of November. They had different hip surgeries. So she's like, I can't squat in these potties. I'm paying for an American toilet. So we got a toilet. I'm like, it's Christmas! I was so excited. I was so happy. So we got a toilet. But, like, the kids all pee in the hole. Boys, girls, the whole night, everything, everyone. Um, and then right now, yeah, everyone bathes out of the basin. We don't have... So, like, we don't have running water in the building. So we have this big tanker, it's huge, that we have, like, tap that we fill up our jerry cans and carry out to bathe. Um, and then, so we want to teach them to girls and boys, obviously, separate. Right now, they are sleeping separate, but some things are still combined. Because... Um, that's Ugandan. That's the way they do things. But we want to change that mindset of saying, like, no, the girls need to be here and the boys need to be here. It's just do Like, we have older boys. We have older girls. So we want to teach them, like, we don't want girls to get pregnant on the mountain. Sure. To set that bad example. We don't want that. Exactly. Because we can't care. We're not set. Technically, we're not set up to take care of newborn babies. At this point. So like we can't. We can't. We have to cut it off before it even. Before it even starts. And so. Yeah. But yeah. We all. I don't know what else to say. Do you have any questions? (laughs) Yeah. That's. that's, I mean that gives us a good idea of the picture that you're dealing with. You know. So. um, And. And. So, are you classed as a non non government organization, mm-hmm. an NGO? You are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and uh, do you get any government funding from Uganda? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Any mm-hmm. government support from Uganda? Mm-hmm. No, nothing. No, everything. Now that's typical. Like that's what happens in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there on no, your own. No, everything is funded from America. Yes. Okay. Nothing from the government. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so and so you depend on on donors from from here to actually mm-hmm. support that. 
Okay. And then, so you've got now one house on a compound, is that right? Yeah, so the one house is it's a large house. Okay. But like my room is off to the left, and then we have like one big room which is hooked on to mine. And that's for the girls and for the babies, okay. except for the twins. Yeah. And then you walk down, it's like, and then two rooms for the boys. Yeah. So right now we have about 30 girls and the rest are boys. So, like, we have two rooms. One is for, like, little boys and another one is for the older boys. Right. And then far end is the uncle's room. Okay. So, like, me and uncle have our own. The yeah. rest, they actually sleep in with us. Sleep with the kids. With the kids. Yeah. Okay. But eventually we want to build, like, a separate room for the aunties okay. and the uncles. And then we will switch off. Right. So the aunties does get a break and the uncles do get a break and I get a break. Okay. It's what... We're looking at and so what about. what is, what is sort of the time period that you look to keep the kids I mean at what age do you do you envisage or do they envisage what is the vision sort of for the for the uh, for love and care so love and care we are guided to putting the children back in with their families okay so we work with an eye foundation organization down there okay. so they go out and try to find the the parents where they live what the situation looks like where they're living, and see if it's good. If it's good, then we put the families back, the kids back in with their families right. or relatives. So, like, you were asking about some of the kid, the baby that went home. He, he was a toddler. He was three. So they, um, the uncle didn't know where these children were. The parents dropped them off at school and left. And then the the um, school called the probation officer, who's called Mama, who how that's how we got them. And the uncle had no clue where they were. So the I Foundation got in touch with the uncle and came got um, Bernat, Barnabas and two of his siblings and got connected with his uncle and then he left. And then, um, but sometimes they don't get back in with the family because they have a bad home life. Then Mama Fatuma has the final say of that. Okay. And so, yeah. At what age they can be released or where they go? Um, like, we don't really have a cut-off age. So if they are listening to us during their work and they're setting a good example, they can be there as long as they want. Okay. But if they're not doing what they're told and setting a bad example and just, yeah, just being a bad child, we'll put them back on the street. We had um, one boy, he was Timothy, we, call, he, we called him the prodigal son. He came back eight times. Wow. And this last time he left, mom's like, no, you, we gave you enough of chances, you blew it, you're done. Mm -hmm. Like, he can talk, mama will counsel him if he wants to talk, but really he's not walking back to the home. Yeah. So, so, how long have you been there now, Sarah? At seven months. Seven months now. Mm -hmm. What what inspired you to go? So I never like a year ago. Like I never really thought I would move there. Never. Like I've so like in August a year ago, one of my friends gave me a word that someday you're gonna be serving in an orphanage without being married. My dream has always been an orphanage. Always, I always said I'm gonna volunteer in an orphanage. So, then my brother's like, oh, hey, we're taking a trip to Uganda. It's like, sure, sign me up. Like, I enjoy traveling, so go, sure, I'll go. 
So I went and I knew that I was going to stay longer. So I just bought a three week longer ticket than the rest of the team. And my heart fell in love. And it's like, yep, I'm coming back here. And so I did. Okay. And so what, what is your plan? I mean, uh... So my plan, I don't, I told Darren for two months, I'm going to live on the mountain to October. And I'm hoping by like July to buy a piece of land and start building my own home. Um, my home is going to be, a, I want to build it on the mountain and eventually build a baby's home onto my home. Um, so we have, there's different organizations that are not doing it the way they're supposed to, so we're getting shut down. That's why we're getting babies. Darren blames me. Say I pray, I pray for babies. <laughs> but it's not about me. So we got started getting babies, and we're going to continue getting babies. So we're not, right now we're not set up to get babies. We'll make it work with what we got. So like we want to build a baby's home to where the babies have a crib. Everything is set up for babies, even the small babies. Yes. So you talked about the twins that stay in your room. But yeah. How many babies are you actually caring for? So I'm I'm just actually like I'm an overseer of all the babies of nine. Okay. So, but technically, I'm only responsible for the twins. Okay. But no way can I not play with other babies. So I just do. <laughs> <laughs> but like technically, yeah, I'm overseer of nine babies. So like. Like, the other auntie is 18. So, like, for me, like, okay, I'm tired of changing pampers. So, I'm like, I'm on potty train. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Potty train without a <laughs> Well, we can buy, like, little potties for babies. Yeah. So, I bought two of them. And potty train. And no way did I know where to start. The potty train now. Thank God. <laughs> By the grace of God. That's the only reason. But, like... So I learned stuff as I went, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, and taught myself how to do that, and I did it. And like, I was like, I asked my family on questions and how to do different stuff, and they gave me with someone how to, yeah, advice on how to potty train and, and stuff. And so like, I have like, so up to November, I didn't have any breaks, and then I got pneumonia, and after that, I was like, okay. I need to get my rest. I need to have a day off. So then I, t I have, now I have Wednesday night and Thursdays off. And I can sleep through the night and I can like, because I have twins that don't sleep through the night. They wake up for a bottle, obviously they're babies. And so, and Thursdays I have off, I can do anything I want to do. And so I can sleep all day or I can go do what my brother's doing. There's a few times where I just went off by myself. But most times I do what his family is doing. Uh, hang out with the family. Mm -hmm. no, that's good. Well, at least you've got family there, which is yeah, I know, I know. I'm so, so glad. A couple of times I like, call my brother just like talking to him. Yeah. Like, what do I do? I'm just like, he gave me, he called me down. So what do you do? Sorry, I'm off. Like medical-wise, like you were ill. And yeah. obviously when the children get ill, what's yeah. your... Um, okay, so like... We, Mama Fatuma knows Dr. Sally, I don't know where she lives, she lives somewhere, that had this vision that came down to Uganda, bought a piece of land, is going to build a clinic. It's called the Lazarus Home. And right now it's not built. 
So beginning of November, we had American nurse move down there. That now we have during the day we have a doctor and a nurse on call all day, and then inside the one room they have a little clinic where they have all American medicine and Uganda medicine. And then so like if I get ill, they can I for me I don't really care they can treat me with Uganda medicine, American medicine, <coughs> whatever works. Um, and so like they know what happened. For me, luckily, like I was sick. Then Doctor Sally came and said, took like one look at me. You have pneumonia. Luckily, she had like uh, nebulizer stuff along, to, and I had my treatment, and I was good. And I just then after pneumonia, I had bronchitis because I had pneumonia so bad. And once I was over bronchitis, I was fine. And then, um, but like I like somehow I need to learn how to build up my immune system. Because down there, I don't get a lot of foods like you do here. So I need to take, thank you. So I need to take, like, different stuff to learn how to build my immune system so I don't get sick. Because I do live with 100 kids, so obviously they're going to be sick at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, but me, like, there's a few times, because the week before I left, five of my babies, the one had malaria, the rest had typhoid. So that means, like, fluids, fluids, fluids. And so, like, I, one day I did nothing less like clean up pampers, puke, and did fluids, which is, like, IV. I got nothing else done. And then so, like, yeah, so that is hard. So sometimes I hold a baby down, and the baby, and the doctor is by herself. So I help inject some of the stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's rough. Because you don't have running water, you don't have different stuff, so you have to go and get it, and yes. So how far away are you carrying water? Not far. No, so it's... But like, probably here to the car. Okay. Do you have problems like with malaria as well then? Mm. So, good, so I, so I didn't know I could get a typhoid shot before I left. But now I'm going to get a typhoid shot while I'm home. Because I had typhoid twice. Whereas the first time I had to go to the clinic in town and get IV injected. The second time the doctors just did it. That was before the doctor. I had typhoid before the doctors came. So, yes. Don't know, like for me, I take grapefruit pills. I'm sure that's the only reason why I get malaria. Because I got bit lots of times. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason I get I, I didn't have malaria. But the kid, yeah, malaria and typhoid are two of the main diseases, especially during rainy season, because that's when a lot of mosquitoes come out. Yeah. And so, like, we are learning that from 11 to, like, 5 is when the mosquito, like, malaria mosquitoes come out at night. That's when you get bit the most. And so, like, yeah, we have mosquito nets. If they're not tucked in properly, or they have a hole in them. Somehow a mosquito can come in and bite you. Yeah, you need to replenish yeah. mosquito nets all the time, mm -hmm. don't you? Yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes, like, you can get bit, but it doesn't show up to like a month later. Right. Like, you have no clue yeah. when you got bit. Yeah. And typhoid is the same way. Like, it could take a couple of days before it shows up. Yeah. But you can, yeah, get very sick. So yeah. do you have a long, do you feel a calling for long term for this? Um, so, 
Loving care doesn't ask you to sign anything. You can just say when you want to go and when you want to come home. I'd say at least three years I'll be there. Okay. It's my, it's my goal. Okay. And so I can come home at any time. Any time. Yeah. Okay. So if I need to come home for two months, I can come home for two months. Right. But if I want to stay longer, I can stay longer. Sure. So, The yeah. babies crawl, creep into your heart, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so I'm also in the, I'm in like, right now I'm in the fostering period. Yes. But, um, so Angel, the one baby that came, her dad's in jail. So if he got convicted, then that would help me. I'm going to try to adopt Angel. Is it an easy process but, to adopt things? Or um, like for me, they say it's very hard because I'm a single parent. Yeah. So it's almost impossible. Sure. So I'm like, well, I'm going to at least try that. Sure. No, I can't do it. Yeah. Like if I don't try, then I'm always knowing what, like, what would happen. What could have done being, yeah. Right. Mm. So for me, like if her dad signs a paper and her mom is crazy, so like she'll sign the paper and then they are that's a step towards my direction. And then in court, then it'll look good that his dad's in jail, has a conviction. Yes. But, like, overall, like, my brother is in process now of adopting Joshua. Abby, they're not started with. But they're hoping, like, in two or three years to be done. Wow. But, that's a lot but of yeah. But my brother, you got him, he's been there for eight years trying to adopt. Because really all. So thank you for listening to this uh, special time with a special young lady and uh, appreciate you listening in on uh, the podcast, KLE, Kingdom Leadership Equipping. Hey, if, if, please uh, follow us and uh, get regular updates and content teaching, more interviews. Next Saturday, I will be featuring um, a, a man and his wife that I've known for many years and uh, they are in Zambia. Uh, this is John and Leslie Leach. They were here in the States for a while, and uh, we caught up with them and interviewed them about what's going on on that side, So, um, which is a bit further down from where Sarah is, and so um, we'd love you to be part of that. So catch that at 9 o'clock uh, next Saturday um, for another interesting interview with somebody that's making a difference. Um, please catch up with us some more, and uh, and we will hear from you later. <laughs> please send us and and hey, if you want to be in touch with Sarah, um, she's on Facebook. You can look her up, uh, Sarah Stoltzfus, and um, and I'm sure she's got an email address. Um, so if you just look her up, um, look up the link. Uh, I'll pop the uh, links etc. into the into the um, notes at the bottom of this. And, um, and you can get hold of her whenever you like. Um, if you want to support her, hey, get in touch with her. I'm sure she's got ways and means of um, that you can help her. And uh, also um, is that uh, we have a newsletter we put out um, um, twice a month or once a month. So uh, please drop a note and let us know. Um, if you'd like to be on our mailing list as well, and we can keep you updated with interviews and um, 
and topics, etc., that we'll be covering on the podcast of KLE. And uh, so this is from Sean. Thank you for being here today and have a great day. Have a great weekend. Until next time, God bless you. Bye.